It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Land McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we got lots of fun stuff to talk about. I can't wait to continue talking about The Mandalorian, which is why we are here today, right? <laughs> I have oh. not started it yet. It sounds like that should be something I do rather than watch these Cowboys. Well, maybe it might be the time to go ahead and start uh, Yeah, like uh, uh. taking one of those reruns of the Cowboys game and just turning it into a Mandalorian watch because uh, yeah. that's how I'm getting through my Friday today after that terrible game last night. All right. Let, I guess we have to talk about it. Let's, let's apparently, go ahead and do it. Apparently. So apparently, anyways, apparently. baby Yoda. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Cowboys lost to Chicago on Thursday night, 31-24. to uh, Do not let that score fool you. This game was never that close. Uh, the Cowboys were thoroughly embarrassed. Um, and, and I want to talk about this game in, in the order that it happened because the first drive of the game, the Cowboys had a 17-play drive that I think was maybe the best drive they've had in the Dak Prescott era. I mean, they were just marching the ball down the field in Chicago. Definitely the best opening drive I've ever seen from them. Uh, and then from that point on, I think they had uh, they had one more drive that was decent, uh, and then Marr missed a field goal. And then I think they had four straight three and outs. Uh, they failed to convert on seven straight third downs. Landon, what, let's start with the Cowboys offense. What in the world happened there? I, you know, again, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's really, it's, it's incredibly frustrating because they, they, it feels like they're wasting first downs. Like, it, I agree. If, yes. and, 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 and let me be further clear. It's not even just running the ball. Like, hundred percent agree. E- yeah, e- I, again. Even when they're throwing the ball on first down, it feels like they're wasting that down. And because most of the passes are it, it, on first down, they're like swing passes. They're just trying to get like four yards, basically an extension of the running game. A lot of times, the 
the problem seems to be to me that and and everyone wants to think that it's like living and dying on third down i and i disagree like i i think that they have consistently well i mean not in every game but in most games they've been pretty good on third downs you know regardless yeah they're the number one team in the league on third down what, you know third down percentage what what i think is determining these wins is how good they are on second down and mm-hmm. when they're good when they're great on second down it can make up for their uh uh their you know, lack of efficiency or lack of, of whatever on first down, uh, and that it certainly can either help them avoid and or you know really set up a, a, a positive third downs. Uh, but, but regardless, it's such a tenuous game that if they get put back, you know, bef- behind the behind the downs, behind the markers, and and, and they get lost behind the yardage, uh, they you know it's a drop pass here, an incompletion there, a late throw there. Uh, and then suddenly they're punting the ball again. It, it was just mm-hmm. it was just too many times of back to back bad plays, you know. And I was saying like they, sure. they that and that I think that's the issue is that it, you know it's just back you know there was too many drives that had back to back you know uh, uh, bad connections or uh, you know bad execution, uh, and then it killed the Cowboys. And while that was going on. You know, and the thing is, is I, I, that's the thing that's frustrating about this is that they played poorly, and they played poorly at different times in the season. But it gets compounded by the fact it, it, it's almost like the uh, uh, the the team uh, uh, chemistry has reversed itself, right? Where where like instead of the offense and the defense like feeding into each other, like the offense an- anemic output is feeding into the defense's inability to stop anybody and then suddenly yeah, it puts, I agree. It, you know, it, agree. it's it's they've reversed that trend it's not complimentary football anymore it's now uh uh you know it di- direct conflict football the, the two sides are now working against each other because the defense can't stop anybody the defense is basically worthless at this point i, I i'm right i'm so inc- incredibly frustrated by the de- that defensive performance i mean the offense offensive performance was not good Let's let's be clear here, but the defense performance is just disgusting. Like I mean, just mm-hmm. like lack of tackling, uh, uh, just a lack of effort, uh, and really, you know. And I don't want to hear like you know coaching scheme. What are they going to do to scheme this up? That's not what this is about, man. Like we didn't get, we don't have defensive coaches in here to to scheme these guys up. That's not what they do. They 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 coach these guys. They hone their uh, their actual techniques. So that they can play these techniques fast and play and play quick, there's nowhere to go with this. So if the players yeah. aren't going to execute, there's not like a you know special playbook of defensive plays for these guys to start drawing up you know exotic blitzes. They may have a couple of those, but that's it. Like this is not. But my know. problem is that I feel like the playbook is so small. And actually, Jason Garrett talked about it on the radio today. I don't know if you saw it, but he said. He said it's tough to execute complex schemes in the NFL on defense, and that's why we use a pretty straightforward scheme. I don't buy that at all. I, I mean, do. No, them. I do. Because here's the thing: that, that's that's the truth. Is as offenses have gotten more complicated, and they've got more, you know, you know more add-ons and more, you know, things that can change. I, I do think that there is something too that there's value in playing simplified because it's a reactive. You know, part of the ball, but the problem the is prob- the problem is they're not the, executing. Like that—that's you. Well, know, you- okay, that's 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 fine. 
my, my problem is, and actually Troy Aikman mentioned this in the broadcast, is they play such a vanilla, straightforward defense that young quarterbacks, inexperienced quarterbacks, know exactly where they need to go with the ball in every single play because it's, for the most part, the same exact scheme and the same exact play. But that's, so, but that's not what's happening. Like, if you watch the game, like, what's happening well, is, that, is, that, is that Mitch Trubisky has all day to sit back there, and then he rolls out a little bit, and guess what? Like, after he's gotten all day and then more time to roll out, guys have broken open. There were times when guys were able to, like, hit seam routes that were schematic right. openings in, in, the, in, the, uh, you know, in, in the system, but that's not why they were losing. They were losing because they were getting their butts handed to them up front. Well, the defensive that, line. Well, okay. I was gonna say tackling was tackling is the bigger issue. Well, ta- yes, gonna, yeah. Tackling we're is. We're gonna get into the defense for a second. I, I, I want to pause that for a second, um, really quickly on on the offense. Uh, you mentioned their second down that they live and die by second downs. Uh, that's one hundred percent true, and the stats back that up. Uh, this season, the Cowboys are the league's best team on second downs in terms of yards per play. Uh, they're almost at seven yards uh, per play on uh, on second down. That's like a full yard and a half better than the second best team in the NFL. So they're fantastic on, on second down. The biggest problem is they're one of the league's worst teams on first down. Uh, they're averaging a, you know a little less than five yards a play. That's right down there with like Pittsburgh and Washington. You know teams that have had a lot of turnover uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, that's become a big problem. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of these struggles uh, that we saw on Thursday night. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, you mentioned the defense. Uh, I do want to get into a discussion there because uh, over the last couple of weeks, it's been extra bad. I mean, the, the game against Josh Allen where Josh Allen was able to do whatever he wanted uh, Trubisky obviously had a huge game uh, a couple weeks ago. Kirk Cousins had a big game. Jeff Driscoll had big games. Is it just a tackling thing? Is it a lack of talent? Because I, I, I'm confused as to why this defense is playing this poorly with that much talent on the field. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a, 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 tackling will go a long way. Like when you get Absolutely. a when you get a guy to the ball, uh, at, you know, for a one yard gain. And he hits him and then bounces off and then falls to the ground, uh, and that guy, can, the the guy with the ball, can just continue to move kind of without being really impeded. That one yard gain turns into a seven yard gain, and now you've got uh, second and three. So what's the reasoning of, behind the, What's the reason behind the poor tackling? Because it wasn't always this way. Dallas was a pretty good tackling team last year. Is it guys just quitting on the coaching staff? Is it a lack of practice reps it, it it can't just be these guys aren't executing right 
I, I mean, I, it kind of can. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 but, okay, but there has to be some kind of reason for it because there's no way that this team should drop off of that drastically in terms of tackling from one year to the next when it's basically the same team. I mean, I, 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 you're, you're right. I, that's what, but I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I mean, uh, go if you go watch, like, if, if you do, like, what what else are you seeing that's so different that from the previous seasons? No, I I, I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. Is the tackling is pathetic. I, I'm just trying to figure out why it's pathetic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't know that that's something that like you and I are gonna be able to find an answer to. That like I yeah I I I agree. Like the tackling is significantly worse than it has been. Uh, there's no gang tackling happen like happening. Like even when a guy gets slowed down, it seems like. Uh, if he could break away, he'll get some more yards. That used to never happen. Um, no, and, no, no. And, and I think that a large por- portion of this is uh, a lack of Leighton Van Der Esch, and, and even when he's been on the field, him not playing well. Um, I agree. I, yeah, I, I, I said that to somebody last night when I was watching the game. It's, you know, Dallas relied on Van Der Esch to make so many consistent tackles not the ones behind the line of scrimmage but the ones three yards down the field four yards down the field think about how this team was two years ago without sean lee oh that's exactly what it looks like now yeah that's what that's what's happening you know is that this team doesn't have the reliable player to get to the ball carry to at least slow them down hopefully tackle them but at least slow them down to allow your your the rest of your your group to show up and finish the tackle you know that's that's just I mean it's not happening anymore and 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 you know again we're seeing defensive linemen uh, you know at the line of scrimmage missing tackles and you know it's not just the linebackers and but it, I mean it's 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 that we don't have that Leighton Van Der Esch uh, tackling machine that we had from last year and on top of that there is a lot of poor tackling happening at the line of scrimmage by defensive linemen in my opinion. I, I'm just flabbergasted with how poor the tackling was last night. It, it it looks like what it does in preseason when you have a bunch of guys out there who haven't practiced in training camp and they're still trying to get used to having pads on. And and I, I mean it was bad. And, and it's not I, even I, I just, don't remember it being that bad. It's not even just the tackling. Like last night they were playing a terrible for offensive line and they could do nothing against them. They couldn't get pressure. They couldn't stop the. They couldn't stop the run. Seemingly, like that defensive line could do nothing. So, I mean, I, I thought we talked about this on our Wednesday preview show. I, I thought that was the biggest mismatch in this in the whole entire game. Right? It was the absolutely Cowboys on their defensive line against their makeshift offensive line with two new tackles who are pretty bad, and then a pretty inexperienced and poor interior offensive line. They really couldn't do anything. I think they sacked Trubisky one time, and it came on a blitz. Yeah, uh, I, 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 it, I don't know. It was not a great performance by anyone in the front seven, to be honest. All right, yeah, I, and I agree. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Jason Garrett. Um, I've been on record for a while saying that they need to move on. Uh, you're starting to get that way. I think last week was the first time that you really uh, kind of dove into that, you know, belief of hey. Time is up for Jason Garrett. They need to move on. Have your opinions changed at all after what you witnessed last night? Oh, yeah. No, I think he should stay after watching last night. No, I mean, look. I just didn't mean, I didn't mean if it was further entrenched in that he should be No, done. I mean. Like, because, like, are you part of the people that believe that they need to make a change now? I don't think there's any point. 
Like I don't see. I, I would disagree. What's with you. what's the point? I I don't think you can have him around in the locker room anymore. I, I think the rest of the team knows that he's a lame duck. They know that they're making a change after the season, and you're just in, delaying the in, inevitable. What's what's the you, what, but what's got, the benefit of of of, because, of firing him because, now? Because because if you keep this current staff the way it is. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs, and even if you do, you're going to you're going to get eliminated in the first round. At least there's a chance that you fire Garrett and something happens. You you ignite some kind of spark. Some coach steps up and and gets his team to play at a different level because what we're seeing now is the same story over the last three weeks. It it, it looks to me like a team that's quit on their head coach. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me at all because it's like look i don't like this whole thing of changing a coach for the sake of like that doesn't make any sense at all to me like it's time to clean house like oh, i 100% it, it, agree so, with so, that. so 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 i'm just well, thinking like is it a, a addition by subtraction no it's not and cuz cuz here's yeah, the thing cuz what are you going to do here's what's going to happen you're going to you're going to uh, uh, fire garrett you're going to put in some uh, temporary guy and then at the end of the sure. season Half of Cowboys Nation who, you know, are suckers are going to be calling for this guy no matter what happens. If, if, if they win even one game, like half of Cowboys Nation is going to be calling for whoever the, the temporary head coach is, Chris Richard, uh, because he'll make some fiery, you know, uh, uh, speech. I got a better idea. That will be, that'll be put idea. on TV. And, and then suddenly that you're going to, you're going to, everyone's going to want this guy as their head coach. And now suddenly Chris Richard's our head coach next year. And it's the same old thing. If we're making Making the change, we're making the change. Don't don't half-ass this job. Like don't you know, fire Garrett and think that oh the rest. No, everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go. I I agree. Everybody needs to go. But I've got a better plan. Okay. Okay. What if I could tell you that the Cowboys could fire Jason Garrett, promote somebody to head coach, get one of the sides of the ball better, and there would still be no chance that you would hire this coach as a head coach. Would you Would you sign up for that? Not really. I, I, I don't really. It doesn't really matter to me. I, I'm not. I, I'm fine. not interested in firing the head coach for sake. But what? What? I'll. 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 I'll indulge you. What's? What? Who are you suggesting? Make Keith O'Quinn the head coach. Get out of here! Come on, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Listen, I guarantee you, the special teams couldn't be worse if you take Keith O'Quinn out of there. Oh BS! That's he'll it. find a way. I, he'll be. He'll, 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 he'll think. He'll take it as that means that he gets to try both. You know, he's gonna do try to do both. So. No, I listen. Uh, I I I understand people are pissed, but I I just don't. There's no, I I don't view a benefit of, of firing Garrett because I I I don't want anyone on this team to get the idea that they're being promoted to head coach. It's 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 it's, it's time to go from outside. If if if, if the idea is that we got to take this team to the next level, like. We've already done the incremental changes, like all around. It's time to kind of like clean house and start over from a coaching perspective. Uh, yeah, see, I, I do agree with you that I, there's <laughs> there's some people out there th- thinking, oh, the Cowboys should fire everybody, and the, but keep Kellen Moore and John Kitna because we like those guys. I I, I don't think you can do that. Kitna and, and Moore are very much tied into part of the problems that we're having. Absolutely, like and, and that's that's why I, I'm completely fine with just getting rid of everybody. However, my belief is this: you are still in, this is embarrassing. You're still in contention in the NFC to host a playoff game. What? But you're not going anywhere. There's still a chance there. we can host a playoff game. How? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Oh, it's, because it's the wild card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, 
just under Jason Garrett, this team looks absolutely like they've quit on Garrett. I, and I just, for whatever reason, I, my, I would love to see them, like what we saw in 2010, where they fired Wade Phillips, they put in Jason Garrett, and the team played harder. Now, the Cowboys made the mistake of hiring that interim coach. They shouldn't have done that back then. But I would at least like to see them play some better football over the final three weeks because what we're seeing on TV right now is absolutely trash. The, the, the product that the Cowboys had last night was flat-out embarrassing. It was terrible to watch. To watch. It's, it's hard to root for a team that consistently plays like this in big games. I mean, some of those guys on defense didn't even act like they care that they were getting blown out. It, it was it was truly embarrassing. Honest to God, and I, I know people want to, and I, I get it. I totally get it. I know people want to trash Garrett right now and everyone's pissed at him. But honest to God, there is no one on this coaching staff who could do what Garrett did with that team back then. I don't. I just don't. I just don't believe that. You might that. be right. Like, I, and I think you might be right. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I could it get worse if you fire Jason Garrett right now? Yes. Like, would the would the product on the field be worse? It definitely could be. What's the likelihood that it would be? Because I'm not so sure. It's. I think it's fifty fifty. Honestly. Okay, then at that point, at least you know, right? At least you can see because. Do you believe that this team has any chance of making a run over the next three weeks? Not really. Because I Not don't. really, no. And, and that's my point. Is it, uh, we, we both don't believe they have a chance, so why not at least experiment to see if something can happen or if some kind of spark can get ignited because it, it, it's not fun watching this team right now. This, because it's I, – I think that you have a – the best chance of doing that of of getting on a run is with Jason Garrett as the coach. I will say that. I think that there's a lo- a less likely chance. You, I mean, the odds of you putting in a new coach in all this and then suddenly like, you know, kickstarting like if they didn't have the proper motive like motivation better not be the problem here. Because if you didn't have the proper motivation like there's uh, forget Garrett. Like Dak's playing on a contract Cooper's playing for a contract. Like, mm-hmm. like there are lots sure. of reasons for these guys to. I mean, Jason Witten is playing for his career. Like, there are lots of reasons for these guys to be playing up. Just because you change the head coach, you like that's gonna like kick it up to this. Look, I have a hard time believing. There's one thing that Garrett can do is motivate his team. I understand. I completely agree that he seems to have lost. Uh, 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 an, control or i guess the 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 faith of the team i guess is the best way to put it i don't know that putting in another coach that's currently here who's basically been preaching the same thing that garrett has been preaching the entire year is suddenly going to turn this team around it's too late in the season for that to happen and that's certainly possible i i would just like to see the, the something different because what we're seeing right now is getting old really, really quick. Um, I do do want to talk about special teams really quickly because, once again, it was a problem last night. Let's, uh, let's between... just call them teams. Let's not call them special teams. Yeah, they're not special. <laughs> um, they had a missed field goal. I'm just going to remember these off the top of my head. They had a missed field goal. They had Cordero Patterson returned a kick out to, like, the 40-yard line. They had a kick out of bounds, and they had a another onside kick where – it ended up being a squib kick, and Chicago recovered it at the 40-yard line, and then they had a terrible onside kick. Not only to mention a 35-yard punt, and then they gave up a 20-yard punt return. Um, how does Keith O'Quinn still have his job? 
Because they don't really have anybody else to replace them at this point. I mean, I, I think that's literally the reason, honestly. They have three assistant special teams coaches. Yeah, and, and Keith O'Quinn used to be a special teams assistant coach. So what, do, what, so do, you, what do you want? And, and he, though these guys are his assistants. So, yeah, I don't know that it's like, yeah, it, again, it's, it's, it's like a lot of things, man. Like, I think people want solutions now, and that's what's happening is that, you know, the average – football fan, a Cowboys fan that doesn't really follow this stuff or understand what's going on, they're screaming at, at, at Jerry, fix this. Like, find a way to fix this. What they don't understand is that that ship has sailed, man. Like, the problem the, the is... Season, the, the season the pro- can't be fixed at this point. There's no trade deadline. The you know the trade deadline's over. Like, there's no free agents to bring in at this point. Right. Like, there's no coach that you're going to be able to go get, oh, that's available for the last f- three weeks of the season that's worth a damn. That's going to take... It's going to yeah. take three weeks for him to learn your players' names. You know All what right, I'm saying? So here, here's my problem, and it's been the problem for so long, is that the Cowboys will... Anytime they have a little bit of success... Everything just stays at the status quo, right? The Cowboys were able to make the playoffs and win a playoff game last year, and they totally ignored Brett Maher being awful, being the worst kicker in the league last year. They really didn't even try to go out and find any competition. Uh, Keith O'Quinn was the worst special teams coordinator in the league last year, never really went out and tried to you know, find somebody else to replace him. Uh, and now it's costing them games, and it's too late to do anything now. I agree. You're correct. It's... You could fire Keith O'Quinn now, but there's no right solution on the team. But because the Cowboys thought, oh, we were only a couple plays away from beating the Rams, you get this kind of season, this kind of situation with the special teams. And it's 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 so disheartening to see the Cowboys uh, fail because of the special teams and because of coaching errors and because of you know this and that. It's just a really depressing season. Uh, let's be clear, though. A lot of what's depressing about it, to be honest, is that we've seen a lot of really good stuff from this team at different points in the season. So we, we agree, know yeah. we know that the potential's there. The problem is that they are clearly falling well short of that potential. So I can I can you know I can I can understand how they could look at this team and see that this oh, this is a good this is a competent team this is a, a quality team because we saw that we all saw that it's all those aspects but the problem was uh you're right is that it obviously you know once once the the rubber hit the road once you got a couple injuries once you realize that the weaknesses that you thought were minor were actually major it became a point where they could not fix it and and, and so I, I think that as gross as it is now I, I it's I, I think if you we go back and look at the way what the way we thought about the team before the season, we have to understand that that expectation that that thought process that this is a good team uh, is part of the reason we are so disappointed with the way that they're playing right now. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Um, really quickly, Landon, we have just a couple of minutes left. Uh, the Cowboys have three games left in their season. The week fifteen game against the Rams is almost meaningless unless the the you know Eagles happen to slip up over the next two weeks. The Cowboys season will basically come down to that week sixteen matchup in Philadelphia. Do you have any confidence that the Cowboys can win that game? Sure, because I, I have as as little confidence uh, as I have. Uh, I have less confidence in the Eagles, or I have equal as much confidence in the Eagles. The Eagles look just as terrible as the Cowboys, honestly. So I mean, it's it's the the the, the memes all all today have been 
you know, the, the, the two arguing sides about who's worse, the Cowboys or the Eagles. So I, I'm not picking the Cowboys, but I'm, I'm certainly not going to be surprised if they go up there and, you know, uh, out, they get out lost by the Eagles. You know, the Eagles are better. At, so the Eagles are better at losing than the Cowboys are. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, neither of these teams are good. So uh, I, I have no idea. I know that I'm not I'm not I'm probably not going to pick the Cowboys for any of the rest of these games. Uh, I, I'm certainly not. I, I might not even pick them against Washington. I know that's that's who I'm season. thinking about, and I don't I, I don't know I, that I am, I, man. I, I literally had a dream last night that Dallas beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia, and then they lost to Washington the following week, and that's how they missed the playoffs. After winning, after winning what everybody thought was the most important game, they lose to Washington, and they they get knocked out. La- last certainly thing in the range of possibilities. Real quick before we go, last thing I will say this: the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They're like the Yankees. They're like you know whatever whatever the equivalent in other sports are the Lakers, uh, sure. where even when they're bad, like everybody's giving the Cowboys their best shot. Because you know it's it's you know the it's the Cowboys it's national television it's so sure. this these games like these are unrelenting for the Cowboys because they are always getting these teams best shots and this team the Cowboys like right now as they are currently constituted they are not up for that challenge every week not at all no and you saw with the Buffalo game Buffalo treated that uh, game like Buffalo the Bears game. all these teams they, they treat the, it's like their Super Bowl. So we get the best shot, even from the bad teams. We get the, their very best shot because it's the the game that they get hyped for, and that's what happens every week. I, I do want to give some some credit to the Cowboys for you know playing the the, the long game here. Uh, they played so bad against Trubisky uh, in Week 14 that maybe the Bears will give Trubisky a contract extension and it'll it'll actually help the Cowboys long term. Having that's right, I got like yeah. Mr. Trubisky in the conference. So. Yeah. Kudos to the Cowboys there. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.